T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. On Cody and Gold, Alex Gold, Cody Tap, Nick Short. We're going to head out to Arrowhead in just a minute and hear from Andy Reid exclusively on 610 Sports Radio. More thoughts from yesterday's win. Again, I say win again because it's it feels <laughs> doesn't feel like a win yesterday, but they did. Cody, they did in fact win. They they did Great. believe it or not, they did they actually did win the football game. Still yesterday. got the second best odds to get the number one seed. And like a, I think uh, statistically they say it's like a thirty three percent chance of getting it right now. Miami's chance went to one percent. They 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 could not do anything offensively against the Chargers of all teams last night until late in that football game. I think I'm officially willing to declare it a two horse race. Like I think for a while you could have made an argument. Yeah, Yeah. like I know that the Ravens still have a chance to do it, but boy, man, they needed every last. Schedule's so easy though. I know, but like Hmm. they were against the Steelers, which is a bad team, right? Mm -hmm. And they had to grind out a 16-14 win against them. They're gonna lose. They're going to lose once. And if you lose one more time, it's done. Honestly, I don't even think that matters. I think either Buffalo or Kansas City is winning out. And this thing's going to a three-loss team anyway. So, to me, it's like Baltimore's already out. The way it continues to look, it looks like the last week of the season, if you're a Chiefs fan, you're going to need Cincinnati to beat Buffalo. And the Patriots. Yeah. Or, wait, that's the second to last, right? Sorry. They play New England on the final week. And, look, that would be great for you because that would push them up the seating. And then you get to avoid – that is, by the way, best case playoff scenario for you because Cincinnati gets bumped up and those two teams would have to play each sure. other in the divisional round. The one seed is so, and I know we can do this conversation later in the week, but the one seed becomes so valuable in an effort to avoid the opposite of that scenario, which is like the current playoff seeding where you go char- you go my, you or Chargers, Chargers right now. Yeah. then host Cincinnati, then take on Buffalo in Buffalo. Don't like that. That sounds terrible. I mean, I guess Cincinnati looked fine yesterday. Cleveland hasn't exactly been lighting the world on fire since Deshaun Watson came back. No, and the updated odds today, if you're wondering, just for the Super Bowl. So the Bills are back to being Super Bowl favorites, plus 380. The Eagles and Chiefs have the identical odds over at FanDuel uh, to win the Super Bowl, both sitting at plus 450. And then there's a gap. To the San Francisco 49ers and Cowboys, who are both nine to one, and the Niners, even with Brock Purdy, just that's incredible. Absolutely, look dominant right now. Uh, over, Did you see his NFC dad play. like crying in the stands yesterday. Well, I didn't. A, they actually. were chant. So like the San Francisco fans started chanting Brock so, Purdy's name, yeah. and he was like, you know, he was like in tears because like it, the entire stadium was chanting his kid's name. Over on the Jay Southland Tozer's text line uh, from the eight oh six says Dolphins still play the Bills, right? They do. Sad. They do. It's just that. The Dolphins right now. Can, Tough time to be thinking that game's going the other way. Yeah, look, the NFL's weird, so watch the Dolphins win that game. But um, the Dolphins offensively, team, much like we talked all last season about teams were playing Mahomes a little bit differently, well, the 49ers might have put out a little bit of a blueprint of how to slow down Tua uh, and the Miami Dolphins. And we saw that play out in now two straight weeks where they've done enough to, to slow down. Tua had like 26 yards passing, guys, at halftime yesterday. He had his worst game of the year. He looked 
awful. Yeah, maybe just had a bad game, right? Come back, play better against the Bills, and we might be having a different conversation because they didn't exactly stop Tyreek in that game, right? I mean, there's still – or sorry, not that – but, you know, like there's – we still see some of that same stuff. Like Tyreek, They crossed midfield one time, and it was the final drug yeah. game. Yeah, they, they looked – No, the, the book is out of Miami. Like, we see this all the time. We talk about it with the yep. Chiefs every single year. It's one team does one thing that slows them down, and then everybody else says, Same. you know what, let's give that a try. And what everybody saw for a against few the Dolphins two weeks ago was – Let's jam them at the, the line of scrimmage. When these guys can't get a running start, they're much easier to defend. And you have to remember that... The... We'll, we'll pick that back up, Cody. Sorry, we'll, Sorry. we'll go out no, to Arrowhead right. and hear from Andy Reid. I haven't heard of anything since last night, so um, we didn't really... We really kind of came out of it fairly clean tonight, I think. But we'll see. We'll see today. Anyways, with that, um, uh, I thought the guys um, came ready to play. They were... Uh, you know, we got up by the 27 points and then, you know, we had a couple of the interceptions take place and uh, allowed them to get back in it. we got to do a better job with those. We've got to do a better job transitioning after those on the defensive side, not letting them score. Um, and, uh, you know, we'll, we'll go back and work on that. The, again, the important thing is, is that, um, you know, we won the game. And, uh, you know, and, and played for the four quarters and, and came out on top. So that, that, that uh, inevitably is, is what's important here. With that, time's yours. Let's go first to Adam Teicher. Go ahead, Adam. Andy, um, you talked a little bit after the game last night about Travis Kelsey and what he's accomplished, the milestones. And just wanted to um, ask you, was there a point after you got him that you said to yourself, okay, he's going to have this kind of health willing. He's going to have this kind of career. He's going to be capable of accomplishing these kinds of things that he has. And Brad, I'll have a second question as well. Yeah. You know what, Adam, I thought he was really spectacular in college. I, I uh, had a chance to see him firsthand because of he played. Um, I just want to let you know that's Ted. That's you know, you guys, you guys. Um, the, uh, I had a chance to watch him at college when he was, when he was, uh, playing against Temple where, uh, my son played. So, um, and, and then his brother, obviously, uh, I had him at, and drafted him at, at Philly, but so, uh, I, I thought watching him at, at Cincinnati, I go, this kid has a chance to be really something special. Anyways, that's uh, and I know Dorsey agreed with that. Okay, and um, wanted to ask you about a couple decisions you made last night. Just curious, your thinking. The first one was when you accepted the Denver holding penalty on their last drive, last touchdown drive. You made it second and thirty-four instead of third and twenty-four. That one there, and also the decision to kick rather than go for two after your last touchdown. You went up uh, thirty. It was thirty-three twenty-one, and then. The kick made it 34-21. Yeah, I think uh, the first one might have been field position on that. I'm not sure exactly, uh, just recalling it, uh, but field position was a, a, one of the thoughts. And then what, what was the second question on that, Adam? Um, the, uh, the decision to kick for the extra point rather than go for two on the, your last touchdown. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, had we gone – and scored another one, I probably would have gone for two, but there I didn't think I needed to. But. Let's go next to Sarin Petro. Go ahead, Sarin. 
coach, uh, you, you've got kind of a nice rhythm going with your running backs, uh, you know, Isaiah, and I know you, you've said he can catch and, you know, that's, you know, the receiving part of the game is maybe something that, that will, he'll grow into, but uh, do, do you like how uh, the two of them kind of complement each other with McKinnon being kind of a big play guy in the, in the receiving and, and Isaiah Pacheco, uh, you know, the, kind of the hammer with the running game? Yeah, listen, I, I think Seren, I think they do complement each other, two different, completely two different types of game. Um, and, you know, we'll just keep bringing them uh, Pacheco along as we as we go. Um, I also feel Jones, who we have sitting on the bench, is a good player. So, I mean, it's really it's a pretty good situation uh, um, right there uh, at that position. You know, knock on wood, but it's uh, you have you have a good uh, good good balance there. So. Serene, did you have a follow-up there? No, that was it. Just just the one. Thank you. Yep. Uh, we'll go next to Aaron Ladd. Go ahead, Aaron. Hey, Coach. Appreciate the time here. It feels like every week we get a, a new number from you all, whether it's Mahomes uh, breaking a record or Kelsey with the 10,000 career receiving yards this week. I know you're not a warm and fuzzy guy in the moment, but maybe is there a number that you heard or somebody brought to your attention that's actually caught you and paused you and, and maybe that was a cool moment whether it's you or, or one of the guys yeah I that that one with Kelsey last night um I thought that those are big numbers now you start talking about um you know 10,000 yards receiving yards that's a that's a pretty good haul for a career and then when you start stringing them together like he has a thousand yard uh, for what is it, seven straight? Well, how many ever? Yeah, seven. seven, seven straight years. I mean, that's uh, pretty spectacular too. So, um, I and I, I think uh, Clark. What was it? A hundred, a thousand straight wins or a thousand games played as a franchise? Yeah, Ted's coaching me up on all this. So, uh, thousand yeah, games played as a franchise. So. That that was uh, these are big numbers now. I mean, that's pretty pretty special stuff. Let's go next to Greg Eklin. Go, Greg. Hello, Coach. Um, speaking a little bit about numbers during your tenure in Kansas City, you've had different players, including a different quarterback, different coordinators, a different GM. Yet through all that, for eight straight years, this team has had ten wins or more to what do you attribute that consistency? Yeah, I listen, I'm, I've been blessed to be with good organizations. First of all, I, I want to make sure people understand that because it's not, it's not one person. It's uh, it's all of us kind of pulling together. And I, I think that's kind of the strength of the, the places that, that I've been lucky enough to be at. And surely here um, is we're all kind of pulling in the same direction. There's not a lot of interference going on. And in order to do this, you know, you've got to have uh, the the players. You've got to have the people that are bringing in the players, and then you've got to have the coaching staff. Uh, and it all starts with the owner. So, um, and how he presents things to you and allows you to do certain things. So, uh, but those other pieces too become very important, and and there has to be a balance there where those people. Uh, get along not that they're necessarily going out at night and, and and partying that they're that they they actually work well together and and um and i've been 
lucky enough to be a part of that. So it's next to Rob Collins. Go to Rob. Hey, coach. Good afternoon. Thanks for the time. Uh, I noticed Patrick's uh, flip pass to Jarek was very similar motion than your throwaway mustache marker on the State Farm commercial. Is that where you got that from? <laughs> yeah, I think it is. I'll tell you, that was pretty, uh, you know, I, uh, that, that was pretty spectacular play. I think you guys know that, but I mean, it's, uh, um, that was special. So he did a nice job. I appreciate the humor there though. I got it. Uh, looks like we've got two more. We'll go Pete and then Matt. Go ahead, Pete. Hey coach, when you, when you guys traded Rashad Fenton early in the year, you really leaned into some of these young defensive backs and they've had obviously a, a lot of good moments, but last night, I'm sure there was, some some things that they left on tape. How much do you think the, these rookies can can take away and maybe use some of those struggles as you guys look forward and, and need to rely upon them in the, the NFL playoffs? Yeah, Pete, I mean, you know what you're seeing um, uh, just around the league is some, some of these long balls that we that we uh, we either had the holding on or it hit us in the face, mad, those type of things that um, defending those is uh, is tough, even for the the best of the best and and so I kind of put those aside and just keep working on them. let's work on those after practice and during practice uh, we can get some extra throws with the quarterbacks after practice and then during practice let's have those scripted in so they have an opportunity to track them um, you can't get enough of them and that's uh, that, that's but now the other stuff we've got I, I'm seeing improvement the breaks on the ball um, the learning the indicators on the break on, to break on the ball. That's uh, one of the bigger struggles for, for a young guy, but I'm, I'm seeing guys get better at that. And, and that means that they're studying more and, and uh, understanding some of the fundamentals of tape, uh, you know, of uh, playing the receiver position. So uh, which becomes important playing either corner or safety. We'll last to Matt Derrick. Go ahead, Matt. Hey, Coach. It's for Jarek McKinnon. It's been more than five years since he's had a game with two touchdowns and had a only his second hundred yard receiving game. That was also more than five years ago. What does it mean for you as a coach when you've got a guy like that who's persevered through so much that he has with all the surgeries and and all the setbacks that you know all these years he's still kicking and he's able to achieve things like that. Well, you said it best. I mean, he, he's like a dinosaur at that position, uh, Matt. Uh, you're playing nine years in, in the National Football League as a running back. Is uh, those are those are dog years. So he he um, he keeps himself in great shape. He's very smart. He's pounded through the injuries that he's had, and really the last couple of years here with us, he's come out on the uh, in a very positive way and shape for for our team. Um, I, I think if you talk to the players, they'll talk about the leadership, how much they appreciate him. The young guys will talk about like the Pacheco, how much he's taught him or, or Clyde, you know, how much he's taught him. And uh, these are, uh, he's just a good, good guy to have around uh, on your football team from a locker room standpoint. And then from a playing standpoint, we really, there's nothing that he can't, he can't do. He does everything so well. He's got the good, you know, the good hands. He can, uh, he can run well. He uh, can run inside, outside. He's a good blocker. Picks up blitzes. You know, the whole, the whole thing there. So, coach, we. 
All right, that was Andy Reid out at Arrowhead exclusively here on 610 Sports Radio at the end talking about Jarek McKinnon, who was sensational yesterday. Normally we've been talking about McKinnon throughout the season, just how vital he is for pass protection. Um, but yesterday in particular was a complete offensive weapon. Uh, and, of course, he was part of that highlight play, that highlight throw uh, from Patrick Mahomes that we'll be talking about uh, for a very, very long time. Uh, he was someone that was not in the initial – you know, maybe plan of the offseason even for Kansas City to bring back because he was hurt after the playoffs. Yeah, he was. And then that, like, I still believe that's why they ultimately brought in Ronald Jones in the offseason because they weren't so sure McKinnon was going to end up signing back with them and didn't know what he was. What an asset he has become. And, yes, the pass protecting, but when, when's the last time you saw Jarek McKinnon get the ball in space and not something special happen, something positive happen? You know well, what I mean? He's, like he's their best back in space for yeah. sure. Yeah, I mean Pacheco's going to run your ass over. We saw that yesterday, and that's why you mentioned the angry run uh, scepter and everything from Kyle Brand over at NFL Network that he potentially could win this week. But Jarek McKinnon, when he let's would, text our guy Kyle Brand, I know he didn't come like, to the show anymore. A, let's put some pressure on him. I know you can't run a screen pass every single down, but like whenever he gets the ball on a screen pass or like you said, just in space. He's getting positive yards. He's not just getting like one or two yard carries usually. He's making 10-plus yard plays seemingly whenever that happens. A lot of this kind of comes down to the thing that we talked about the Chiefs offense before the year. Like, Tyreek Hill is gone, and we're like, we, as a show, we're like, hey, just don't expect Patrick Mahomes' numbers to go down. Like, what? Don't expect his touchdowns or his yardage or any of those things to go down. You're like, well, how is that possible? Like, well, he's going to get it to a little bit of everybody. Jared McKinnon is included in that after his now admittedly biggest game of the season. So I'm choosing a pretty yeah. positive moment in order to have this conversation because like 150 all purpose yards yesterday, right? Yeah, Between was, the 20 yeah. or so rushing he had and the extra 112 he had receiving. Yeah, he was 22 to one day at two touchdowns yesterday. That would have been nice. A nice little payday. If anybody he did now that. has 581 yards of scrimmage on this team. That's a lot for the third running back going into the year or second running back going into the year. Now, we always knew that no matter his role, he was always like two with a caveat. He had a role. We know he had a role, and that was going to be the case. He has ended up being – I I would be worried about losing him more than some other players on the offense. Like if you're like, hey, Jarek McKinnon's going to suffer an injury or somebody else, he'd be like, mm, which guy, right? Yeah, because I think you can – Because he's become important for what they do. You can find probably somebody else that in space can be as effective as him, like long-term. It's not, you can find somebody else, but what you can't find is someone that can do both. And right now, he, he clearly can create uh, some special plays when he gets the ball in his hands with his explosiveness, but he also is such a good pass protector. So there might be somebody down the road that, whether it's through free agency or anywhere else, Cody, that you can find that uh, has the explosiveness and, and can go ahead and, and do what McKinnon did to a certain extent in terms of the screen passes, but you all, you're not going to find somebody else that's going to do that and be their best pass protector in the backfield by a mile. Top 30 in the NFL in yards after catch yeah, after that game yesterday. <laughs> and it's been awesome. And I think what should also be noted is that it was Rob Collins who asked Andy Reid about the question. Great, great question by a friend of the show, Rob Collins. Uh-huh. Also, I think it's time to say it. Rob Collins is him. He is him. <laughs> Maybe we need to get him on the show this week. Yeah, I think we should and ask him if he thinks he's him or the most him of all Kansas City Do you think Rob Collins members. ever even heard that phrase? Yes, For Rob sure, Collins. I thought, I thought we eliminated, yeah, I thought we eliminated cool. that 
phrase from this show. No, 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 no. We didn't? I think Rob Collins is very up to date with all the popular trends and everything going on. Yeah, because there were a lot of guys who were him over the weekend. I saw that Zion Williamson is now him. Uh, Dark Horse MVP if he stays healthy now. That's been the biggest question. He's playing great the last six, seven games. Pelicans are rolling. Caleb Williams, Heisman winner, he is him. I and can't help but notice you're the only person saying this, and, and nobody last, else no, is jumping I saw, on board here. I saw, and then last night, I saw that Justin Herbert is now him. I don't like it. Herbert was great last night. Is it? Yeah, is this him. better or worse than when everybody calls him the goat? Worse. Oh, goat status. Goat status. Him is the him thing is worse. But, worse, uh, but yes. also, but also, he's, he's got him, that dog. His him. him thing is way he's worse. Hey, guys, Rob Collins has that dog the, in him. This though, whole, you know, the, the him thing is way worse. Do you think so it's worse. better than he's got the dog in him? He's got the dog in him. Eh, that one people don't use as much anymore. So no, they are but because they're repurposing that photo now of like the X-ray with the dogs in the guy's chest. Somebody so they stop yeah. saying the words. Yeah. Hey, here's what and somebody instead, should do. they've started using that meme. That's fair. Somebody should take that meme and then put it on the shirtless selfie that Rob Collins posted. <laughs> On his birthday <laughs> last month. Oh, it's man. Like, somebody get on it. Go find that meme of the dogs inside the chest yes. x-ray and make it kind of like it's on Rob's maybe shirtless our, photo. Maybe that's our gift. Rob got us gifts. Maybe we get a frame photo of him shirtless, that's, but with, with that. Maybe that's what we need We to just do. give it to his wife, though. We don't even give it to him. <laughs> If we have Rob on this week, should we we get him a gift this time? He's always bringing us stuff. I feel bad. We never bring Rob anything. That's That's true. That's the gift. I I think that is the gift for him. Get it framed, too, though. Come on. We got a nice presentation. (laughs) The text line brings up a great point from the 75. Cody is not him. What the hell is that supposed to be? It just means you're not him. (laughs) Definitively, you don't have that dog in you. You don't know that. Really? What's the one thing you've done in life that would most, like, make people think that you are him? Like, people think I'm him because I won the hot dog derby. (laughs) A lot of people said that to me. They're like, wow, Nick has that dog in him after seeing me around around that corner. I don't remember anyone saying it that way. Uh You did win the hot dog derby race. I can't argue that, though. You know why? I was a 16 combine champ. You know why I won that? You know why I won the hot dog race? Because I have that dog in me. Why would you say it again? You had already said it. Oh, it just makes everything so awkward. We're so hu- we're so young and hip because yeah. we know all those words. Yeah, you know. By the way, there's probably like a different phrase that like even younger people say, and this makes us sound super old by comparison. No, no, no. Cutting edge. This is like if your parents said on fleek ten years ago. <laughs> oh my gosh! <laughs> oh my! It felt bad hearing you say it. Oh jeez! <laughs> it felt so gross. Cody had a chance to be him yesterday, though, based off of a story you told us. You had a chance. You had a chance to stand up (laughs) and have your proudest moment. Instead, you stood idly by. Idly by? Violence was going on. (laughs) First, first, this is really an indictment on youth sports and people's insanity. While waiting for my child's youth soccer game, there was another youth soccer game ahead of us for kids two years older than her, in which a physical altercation broke out over how they felt the game was being officiated. It started with a parent throwing a bag of ice at the ref and ended with parents coming to blows, who had to be then separated and then still continued to be separated by a guy who I saw on the news this morning being handed an award for doing great thing for youth. (laughs) Like, what a guy helping out the kids of America. He was the guy who was having to hold a guy back as he was trying to follow the guy back out to the park and be like, we're not doing this again. 
You have to stop. How is it that is in a eight, like it was U9, how is it a U9 soccer game? People are coming to blows over refereeing. This is insane. So eight-year-olds playing soccer, parents upset about maybe a bad call. The ref was how old? 15. The oh, ref, no. <laughs> the referee. 15 years old. 15 years old making what? 20 bucks a game? Probably. And you've got parents yelling at the ref and then now throwing objects at the ref. Get the hell. This is nuts. And I know this is not like this. Is, this was right before my kids game. Oh, my. So uh, interesting turn of events. Why? Just why? I don't get it, man. Again, you think the referee, Frank Martin, had a, the former K-State basketball coach, had a great uh, rant on this a couple of years ago, and you can find the video where basically he laid it out. He, he made it very simple. It's like, do you really think that, in this case, a 15-year-old as well, that 15-year-old ref making 20 bucks a game, you really think he gives a damn who wins between the 8-year-olds? Also, like, it's, it is it's, objectively it's, unimportant. Like, I saw the highlight over the weekend of somebody losing a state title because... You know, someone called a touchdown on a fourth and one play, but at least they're like 17 for a state title. This is you, like my kids play U8. Like, it's like little kid soccer. Their determination of future successes will not be determined based on uh, any result in any of this game. Like, occasionally, right, you'll watch this because it's just one kid on a full field. It'll be like, well, gold ball. And you're like, I was clearly out on blue. And I'm just like, I don't care. It will not matter. In the outcome of this game. And if it does, it turns out we'll all be fine. It it won't. It won't. It gets it. By the wait, way. Wait, wait. So we, do we know the exact call that was made? That he was offended by? <laughs> yes. It was a. Because before we completely bury this guy. What? We need to know does how. Does it matter? It yeah, matter. it absolutely no, it does matters. It does not matter. We're I need the context. Hey, what was the score? What was the situation? We're talking about under Is this nine, a high stakes game? U9 soccer. Playoffs? U9 soccer, Nick, and a 15 year old. I like this rep. guy's response. He's still getting paid. That's right. Oh, <laughs> Good money. I, I still. <laughs> $20. Did you, not think <laughs> of, did you not think of stepping, stepping in a little bit and saying, hey, well, you guys, wait, hold on. Hey, you guys told before. me, hold on, and you guys told me to stop doing it. Yeah, but there weren't children present in the previous stories. You tried to get involved in a fight at a convenience store, a little bit different. In a bus. This is this only kids. those two times. This is eight-year-old children around and a 15-year-old ref and a parent assaulting the 15-year-old. But it didn't affect, it didn't affect my... That's child abuse. <laughs> so it's on the other parents. It's got to affect your kid, right? I can't from across the room run into break this up. But isn't that about setting an example for your children? Which part? The breaking up a fight? Letting them know that like there is certain behavior that won't be tolerated. Know, and also letting them know that their dad's a badass. Like we have to not <laughs> we can't just gloss over the idea that don't you want your kids to think that you're cool and that you're going to stand up to bad guys? Like every kid yeah. imagines their Look, parents as superheroes. You had a chance to become one. You'll never be one of the you're never calling crime stoppers or anything that hotline. We know you'll never call that. Mm-mm. Honestly, should, call. should parents be now banned from maybe. youth sporting events? Honest to God, maybe. Like, possibly. Like, every like, there's multiple people who are like, I've done refing stuff. It's a nightmare. When is the... And this is why there's a referee shortage. Seriously, this is why... And I often to, yeah. do it for they a struggle day. to find youth sports refs because you have parents that are harassing them and in some cases getting physically violent with them over their eight-year-old soccer game that doesn't mean a damn thing whether they win or not. Text line brings up a great point. The fact that you didn't break up that fight, Cody, that's why you're not him. Okay. Not too far. Someone who had that dog in them <laughs> would have broke up the fight. 
It's rich after you guys told me to stop trying to do that. I have to do that two other times in my life. Yeah, but dude, are you this That's is this is the one thing I'll tell you. Convenience store is a little bit different. Convenience stores altercations are whatever. But parents fighting at yelling at refs for for youth sporting events are like the one thing universally that unites this country. We all hate it. Everybody thinks it's deplorable when a parent is yelling at some 16-year-old kid refing a youth soccer game, probably getting paid 15, 20 bucks for his time. That could have made you a local hero. They may have done, Rob Collins may be doing a feature on you tonight on the news, but yet you sat back and watched that kid get his ass whooped by a grown man. (laughs) It went down. That's what it probably, that's what it sounds like probably happened. Was bloodshed? I I was too far away to be sure. (laughs) So you ran away. (laughs) (laughs) That's what I heard. Coward. I started too far away. What do you mean? Up next, we'll get to the random question of the day. Back into some Chiefs football. And I think it is, at this point, fair to ask the offense to be doing this. We'll tell you what that is next. You're listening to Cody and Gold, brought to you by Gant Asphalt and Concrete. For asphalt, concrete, and parking lot maintenance, Gant Asphalt and Concrete. One contractor, all things parking lot. Trusted in Kansas City since 1994. Online at gannasphalt.com. Subscribe and download all new episodes of Nick's Waving in the Week podcast, released every Thursday on the 435 Podcast Network and the Odyssey app. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. All right, back here on Cody and Gold, hanging out on a Monday. Random question of the day coming up in about 10 minutes or so. Again, a reminder, tomorrow night at Jefferson's in North Kansas City, the second annual Cody and Gold Toy Drive. Looking forward to that. From 4 to 7, we'll be out there helping support the Boys and Girls Club of Greater Kansas City, helping support families in need this holiday season. We're asking you to come hang out, have some great food, some great drinks, and support those with a new unwrapped toy. And, uh, yes, Cody will be, as we pointed out, Cody will be wearing the Santa costume. He's wearing that for three hours now because of our Justin Watson bet. And uh, we're having a great time. And Cody's offered for anybody to sit on his lap. No weight limit or anything. And no age. So it's awesome. I just like the idea of, like, it's uh, it's like the Monopoly from what eight to 99. Doesn't matter, right? By the way, I still claim, as we did last year, right. this is the cheapest place in the city to an easiest place in the city to get a photo of Santa. Oh, yes. You don't have to, like, stay in the line. It's free. I mean, I, we would like you to bring a toy. But. Yeah, and just make sure you come to to me first, and I'll be collecting um, a nominal fee. Oh, don't pay Nick. Your, yeah, just give me and cash only. This is a cash business. You won't even accept a Venmo. No, cash only. Taxes. You don't want. Yeah, do we don't want to. We don't want to. We don't need the government tracking that. <laughs> don't pay Nick any money for a photo of Santa. Although maybe in one of these years we should step up our game and get like Polaroids. I mean, everyone has a cell phone now. Oh, but, an know. instant photo. Yeah, instant photo. Chance to, you know, a real souvenir. Yet again, Cody continuing to find ways to spend show money. Never fails. <laughs> Always finding ways. Have show money. Well, that's what I'm saying. And now Cody's going to be in big trouble. He's got to pay taxes now on all those earnings. 
Man, you got to pay taxes here. Well, hide that from old Uncle Sam. He's you not going to find out about any of that. That bank account, man, there's, a, there's some funds that were exchanged. Secret through. bank account. Local IRS agents. It's all under $10,000, which is when the government really starts tracking it. So so that's like the weird thing. It's like, well, it's about under that. a certain amount until they care, but you're still supposed to, <laughs> to, pay, to pay taxes. This isn't it. income. I didn't earn it. It's spent. But that <laughs> it's gone. It's gone. You're not a bit. Do you have a Cody Tap LLC? The Cody and Gold Show. It's a business. It's a business know, show. I didn't know we established an LLC for the show. That's I love that you're me. using Alex's name as well to establish. <laughs> I didn't this give you permission. Fraudulent business. I did not sign off on that. Oh, we called it the Show Fund. So you're looped in this too, Nick. No, it's the yeah, the Show Fund. I don't know what you show are you're doing. part of the I don't know show. What show you're doing man. this show. My name is not in the show. I'm all clear. Actually, as a matter of fact, I think I'd like to add you guys both to the account if you'd like. Well, at one point we offered that and you didn't want to do it. Now we're not. Now it's time to pay up on the taxes. <laughs> do not. Nope. I'm not signing off on that. Not interested at that all. That bank huh? account is attached to your social security number, sir. Mm. Just your number. All right. Let's get back to some Chiefs football here, though, uh, because I, I do think with what occurred yesterday and the uneasiness that we have around this defense that are we asking for perfection from this offense come the playoffs? Because, look, nobody's saying that it's okay to throw three interceptions. That That is unacceptable. That cannot happen of in a course. playoff game uh, whatsoever. I do think two of the picks were some really damn good plays by uh, a, a very good defense in the Denver Broncos. But those, those simply can't happen. But at the same time, I look and I see a Denver defense that we did talk up last week uh, that has been the best defense in football, and you got 34 points. Yes, I understand a pick six, but still 34 points on the board. That's the most Denver's given up this season. You, you got more yards per play against Denver than any other team has done. And, and pretty so, much right on pace with their season average, which is the best in the NFL. So if we're sitting here saying, well, the offense didn't do enough, I, well, are we – I understand you, you can't be ex- accepting of three interceptions, but are we looking at the uneasiness with the defense to where you're asking okay, so, them to be nearly perfect on offense? Yes. And this it goes back to the standard thing. We do hold the Chiefs' offense to a different standard than any other offense in the NFL. Yep. But they averaged 6.4 yards per play against Denver. They averaged 6.5 on the season. That is number one in the NFL. Nobody gets more yards per play this season. Hell, the 6.4 they got against Denver would rank number one in the NFL. You know what it is? It is partially because in back-to-back weeks, this is the same conversation. Last week, they also averaged six and a half, seven yards of play against Cincinnati. And it also felt like they should have and could have scored more. They have been leaving points on the table. I think largely because of the turnovers. Because at no point in any game this year have I felt like their problem has been an inability to move the ball. Against Buffalo, they moved the ball. They just turned it over. Against Denver, they moved the ball. They just turned it over. Against Cincinnati, they moved the ball. They just give the ball away. It all comes down to that one Obviously, now glaring statistic with this team is they have a massive turnover problem because the rest of it is absolutely unfair. Don't tell me they don't have enough weapons. Don't tell me the offensive line is going to ruin them. They have, look, they're not perfect on offensive line on every play. They are not perfect from a weapon standpoint on every play. They would sure like to have McColl and Kadarius Tony back. And they'll be back here very soon. But the single biggest reason why we feel like they're leaving points on the table is the turnovers. Because from a passing perspective, it was the best performance against Denver all year. From a touchdown and yardage perspective, from a yards per play perspective, from a points perspective, literally everything was the best, single best performance any offense has put against a top five defense this season. And it is the fourth time this year they faced a top five defense and they're averaging 35 points per game against them. So anything above that is, yes, setting too high of a standard. 
think it's also now we're at a point where we, we've talked so much about the schedule easing up. And for that to happen yesterday against a team like the Broncos and knowing that all right, the Chiefs have the Texans on Sunday who gave the Cowboys a run for their money and really should have beat the Cowboys uh, on Sunday. Uh, you get them and then we suddenly look ahead and you get Seattle who's fallen apart a little bit. That's what we think is the toughest game remaining on the schedule. And then you wrap it up in week 18 against the Raiders. So the fact that these turnover problems, if you can't get them corrected against the Texans, the Broncos again, the Seahawks and the Raiders down the stretch, that, that's, that's why this is mag- magnified even more because these aren't good football teams that you're playing here in the back end. Correct. And, and knowing that if you're having multiple turnovers and struggling usually to get takeaways, fortunately, again, the Willie Gay pick six was an incredible athletically, a- athletic play uh, to get that result. But if you're having issues protecting the football, this game it was interceptions. Other games it's been fumbling the football. If you're having those issues, that that's the concern come playoff time. That's why we're we're discussing what you're asking. That margin of error for this offense is has it dwindled because of where this defense now is played here a little bit. And the offense put the defense in some bad spots. We've they acknowledged do. that. Two short fields swung the game with that first pick in particular. And that's a Broncos team that really struggles to to go on long drives, and you made it easier on them. Uh, doesn't absolve the defense from the, the issues that they had. Trust me, um, but it was a it truly was a team effort in terms of why that thing got dicey and why there's frustration. It really was. I don't. I really think this, there's equal blame to go around. Uh, I understand that the focus has been on the defense, but I do think the offense also is to blame in a weird way. Three of the next four games of the remaining of the season are against defenses ranked 24th or lower. So we're going to get a pretty good answer to this anyway. We already know they can score against the top defenses in the NFL. That's what's funny. Their scoring average against the top five defenses in the NFL is better than their season scoring average. This goes back to the main point of stop playing down to your competition. They've got Houston this upcoming week. They're the 26th ranked scoring defense. They have Seattle the week after that. They're the 30th ranked scoring defense. And then the Raiders, the final week of the season, and the 24th ranked scoring defense. You should be able to score, especially because I just watched you score against Denver. You should be able to score against every single opposing team. The problem, like, I just think if they are number one in almost every conceivable category. Patrick Mahomes is having the 12th best EPA per dropback season in NFL history. His second best, only second to 2018. They lead in almost every single analytical metric offensively. You can't tell me that and then also tell me they got problems on offense. They can be perfect. We know what they look like when perfect. If the defense plays bad, sometimes they need to be perfect. And that was maybe in this game, it felt like maybe they had to be perfect because the defense was struggling in the most they have. And they still won. How often do they need to be perfect, Cody? See, I'm an honest question. I think one time in this playoff run, either in the divisional round, the AFC championship game or the Super Bowl, one of those three games is going to require them to do so. I think it is, and I Why did it that time. Off? I don't know. Um, <laughs> so confusing. I think if they play Cincinnati, the answer is that game. Based on what we've seen, you get limited position, possessions against Cincinnati. We know that that's what they've done better than any other team, which is limit Mahomes' opportunities to have the football. They've executed that plan to perfection, really, in multiple games, and certainly this last one. So to answer like Nick's question, I would say if you're saying it's one game, Cody, then that it's when they're playing Cincinnati more than anybody else. More you, than Buffalo, you need even. Them. Yeah, you need. Well, they played a perfect offensive yeah. game last year against Buffalo, and they needed it to win. 
Yeah, I just think it's Cincinnati because of the few possessions. You, you're going to get if you play Buffalo, you'll get more possessions in that game against Buffalo than you will in a game against Cincinnati. I We've think it's just it. one of the playoff games, Nick. I don't really know which way it's going to line up because it depends on you know Buffalo makes us. We talk about how many mistakes Kansas City makes. Buffalo ranks in the same spot as Kansas City from giveaways. They give the ball away all the time too. They're really frivolous and carefree with it, just the same as Kansas City's been this year. So my guess is not them. Because they also give the ball away. And if a team gives the ball away, then you don't have to be perfect against them. Buffalo's much better about that. The Eagles are the best team in the NFL at taking it away and protecting the football. So if they saw them in the Super Bowl, that might be my answer. Uh, The Cowboys are also one of the best teams in the NFL at turnover differential. That might be my answer. I just know it's at least once, Nick. And if you take an entire season schedule, the Chiefs, I don't know, have played a perfect offensive game Twice this year, Arizona and Tampa Bay. I mean, they played nearly perfect against Tampa Bay. They played nearly perfect against Arizona. Those might be the two. And hell, for half against Denver, up until those picks started rolling in, they were playing nearly perfect there too. And they still won that game because they're a bad football team. Offensively, there are only so much you can ask them to do. Instead, I think it's more than fair to say, hey, defense, maybe don't be bad. Like, I don't know that that's crazy. We'll talk more about that defense coming up in 15 minutes, but right now let's get to the random question of the day. Random question. For you, Gold, for you, Nick, and over in the J Southland Toe Service text line, 913-586-7610. Of course, the random question of the day brought to you by the window source of Kansas City. We have received an email for an invite for the company Christmas party this Thursday. It specifically says in the email that, you know, they really want everyone there and it's important and that they will also have rides available and Uber credits available to those who would like it for our upcoming Christmas party on Thursday. The question I have for you is how acceptable is it for any workplace to get like need an Uber ride home Hmm. levels of drunk at a company Christmas party? I guess in this case, maybe you should be factoring in it's a Thursday, but let's just say in general, even if we're on a Friday. What's the protocol for what level of drunk you're allowed to get at a company Christmas party? I was I was surprised. I saw the email and it said, yeah, basically drivers pr- will be provided. And we have to remember, credits. Spec has essentially told us a million times to not get drunk at company events because of Nick and his yeah. problem. Well, they Nick, have consistently that's actually never that. been confirmed. So the email it's never well, been confirmed have, that it was about me. Uh, the party's on Thursday. He knows you're going to be out of town, and we have yet to receive an email about He's not sick. getting out of control. He's sick, and yeah, he was we, out of town last we, week. We have not received that email, and yeah, because Nick is not going to be at the party, I don't think we're going to end up getting an email. I don't think we are uh, To answer your question, I just— I mean, I, it's I not going to be fun. Yeah. <laughs> to me, you, you cannot get drunk to the level you're embarrassing at, at a company event. That's Can you a, get that's loud a and fun? Because that's, okay, like, well, that's a good amount of well, drunk like Nina Carr. All right, listen. So I've, I've, I've learned about this very, very recently. Just don't embarrass yourself yeah, because or anybody else. That's the key. When I'll sometimes when I'm going out with my girlfriend and I'll say like, you know, I'm not planning on getting too drunk tonight, and then she'll always respond to me, and this is like a foreign concept to me. Sometimes she'll respond to me and say, Nick, I don't ever plan on getting drunk. Mm-hmm. I just plan on drinking, and then sometimes drunk just happens. Yeah. I was like, I don't know about that. There are times when I'm actively thinking to myself like, I'm getting good and drunk tonight. Very rare for me. Very uh, I, rare for me that I think that I have way. no interest in getting drunk at the holiday party anyway. But do you work. do you do you are interested in getting drunk sometimes, right? Like if you're with your like buddies. I couldn't tell you the last time that I said, you know what, tonight I'm getting drunk. But it's happened. Am I the only in person? The, yeah, I think so, man. You uh, might be on the island. Okay, so I guess we might we might. I'm have not an issue. saying it happens all the time. I'm just saying sometimes I'm like, let's get after it. 
let's throw them back. No, I think sometimes. Well, here's no, the thing. More often if than I'm not, being actually honest about the amount of beer, like that's the, okay. Maybe I don't say I'm getting drunk, but I know like I'm going to be drinking all day today. So you know what's a byproduct of doing that? Getting drunk. You know what the op? I, I think it's actually I go into the mindset with the opposite. So like you're with a group of people and you're like, we're going to be on the golf course all day. We're playing two rounds. We're going to be here all day. And I'm like. Make sure you drink water. Only have a couple. Pace yourself. Be smart. Wow. And then I make the mistake of drinking too much and getting drunk. I try to you go have in there like children to get I back won't. to though. You have kids. Like when you get done getting drunk, then you go home and there are two small humans like waiting for you to do stuff for them. I don't yeah. have that. So yeah, Uber Uber's gonna be provided and other drivers of some sort, if if needed, are. Have they asked? Have they asked you, Cody, just to be a designated driver instead? They've not asked me. Would you? I mean, if the boss asked me, it'd be kind of rude for me to... Also, someone asked, is the alcohol free? Yes, it will be free. Yeah, dude, free Ubers are clutch, and I would honestly take that as an invitation uh, to get nice and drunk. Yeah, from the 816, Nick, I used to think the exact same way as you did. I quit drinking a year and a half ago because I realized I'm an okay, alcoholic. I drink... Then you have to take you to I drink once a week, maybe twice. I want to make that very clear. I do not drink on weeknights, so like, I do not have a drinking problem. And even then... On the weekends, I'm not always getting drunk. It's just like, okay, well, we're starting at noon. Well, let's see how this goes. I know where this is going. I've been here before. I've navigated these waters. Look, I think there's times when you're like, okay. Like, there's times when I'm like, there's a chance I'm going to get drunk tonight, Nick. And I will make sure I don't, like, take my car there. I'm like, all right, there's a there's a chance of trouble here. You know what? So dude? I'm just going to plan ahead. Back in my day, you know what we used to call that? Having fun. Oh, jeez. <laughs> and I guess that now I'm on trial for having fun. Okay, so do you want me to get drunk at the company Christmas yeah, party for on me. Alex for me. I also have a show to do after the company holiday. You can holiday. just record it. I have that betting show Thursday night after it. the company holiday party. Record that, dude. I usually do it. 90, actually, every single show has been live for that. Okay, so then perfect. Wow. Just, it'll be a one-off. Look at this. My company had a Christmas party Saturday. At a ballroom and hotel, company gave whoever they wanted a discount on a hotel room. Whoever got drunk at the party. See, I think company Christmas, here's the thing. So here we go. I think our boss, Roxanne, wants us to get drunk at the Christmas party. <laughs> I think she wants us to have a good time. Well, she does want us to have I a good time. I think she wants us to have a really good time well, that too. and drink a bunch of alcohol and have a good time and get too drunk and need an Uber. That's what I think she wants. I, I think so, too. I think the expectation, in fact, is that you are to get wasted at this holiday party or you are going to come off as being snooty. You're going to come off as someone Prude. who doesn't appreciate. He's not going to get drunk. He's yeah. not going to do karaoke. Oh, Alex, he's too good for our alcohol. Too good for our free Ubers. Definitely not going to get drunk at a company holiday party. Don't be that you know, guy. I actually think I'm going to have my wife drop me off at work now. And I'll walk over to Sully's. That's the, or I'll see, take an Uber to get it. And then I'll see, take an Uber somebody, home. At least somebody here has got their head screwed <laughs> on straight today. <laughs> We work in radio, too. Someone There's a whole bunch of things we should be rolling into this. From the 913, I would actually really appreciate a betting show where the person hosting is drunk. Get some honest answers. Drunk what? betting advice? Oh, yeah. You're going yeah. to notice Alex is going to be hitting a lot more overs. <laughs> yeah. No kidding. Why do you really like all the overs tonight? I thought and you told us parlays are risky. Doesn't matter. <laughs> We're doing tonight. parlays tonight. Here's this 12-leg parlay <laughs> of the night. <laughs> We're taking overs to the moon, baby. Oh, man. <laughs> man. Someone pointing out this is not an uppity show, so we have to make sure that we, you know. Yeah, don't Cody, be that you, guy. Will you, will you dress up as Santa at the company holiday party as well? <laughs> Why would I do that? Drunk Santa. Drunk Santa. There's the nothing party. that's a worse look than drunk Santa. It's tough. In any setting. <laughs> the beard's <laughs> falling off. He's got a stain on the white stripe uh, on his red jacket. Yeah. 
Especially because we need this Santa just costume for years and years s- to come. Smells of whiskey or pilsners. Yeah, I think Bink said he used to be the Santa at some of these events. I think I think Bink said Bink was actually. I got a text. I, I, someone was upset that I told you you could be Santa for three hours because they said, "Didn't you tell Bink he could be Santa at our toy drive tomorrow?" I don't remember telling Bink that. You were we? gone. When I you were, do remember. We did. Yeah. Bink could do it. So you're just stealing it from Bink. Just <laughs> wait. I didn't even know about this. Bink is a natural Chris Kringle. He's okay. a much better natural. More Santa. than you'll ever be. Well, then let's let him be Santa. I agree. Does he want to sit there for three hours being Santa? I think it's his dream. I assume. Well, then tell him to come. I didn't know. I didn't know. I didn't know I was stealing his dream away. Nobody told me. Binkley's clearly listening at this time, so just text me, Bink. If you really want to be Santa, let me know. (laughs) Thanks for the random question, man. You're welcome. Really appreciate that. Mm -hmm. There'll be some content coming out of that evening on Friday's show, I I imagine. Nick won't be part of it, of course. He'll be on a He'll be overseas, maybe never coming back. We don't know. <laughs> you keep saying that like you're just going to a one-way ticket. I think Nick's going to stay there until the Chiefs play their next season in Germany. I think he's I just going to stay there and wait until football season. It'd be much easier for you to abandon the rest of your life than some wow. others. Yeah. What does that mean? I have nothing to leave behind. <laughs> yeah, I mean, at least he's there. He's going with his girlfriend, at least. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it makes it easier. Yeah, well, you guys are at the company Christmas party. I'm going to be... The bottom of a Bulgarian rave doing ecstasy in a mesh tank top. <laughs> Look, if you promise me One that, I'll like get Nick, drunk at the Christmas party. If you, I'll get hammered drunk at the yeah, Christmas party. Nick packs a mesh tank top on this trip. <laughs> oh, you and, can just get that at the rave. And wears, for sure. and wears it. I've been growing up the mustache, Germany. too. <laughs> oh, my goodness. You might be opening, singling some different things that you're into that you might not be prepared for some. <laughs> Anything goes over the Atlantic. Just never know. Oh goodness! I don't think Jed's gonna participate in these conversations. You don't think? Quite you the think same Jed way. Will just that, keep his microphone off. Quite the same way that Nick. Why does. not? Well, I mean, Jed will participate. I'm not saying that. I just think the vibe. I mean, Jed's a team player, man. He's a chameleon. Do you think he'll talk about mesh tank tops? If that's what you ask of him. Somebody says Bink could be Santa's long as Cody shows up as Krampus. I can't get a Krampus costume by tomorrow. <laughs> I mean, at least I don't think so. They don't have that on Amazon. Who's the mean Santa from The Office? Is that Belschnickel? <laughs> Dwight Schrute, the guy who yeah. walks around with sticks and just like whips kids. <laughs> someone says, wait, we want people to actually bring toys for the kids to Someone this says, thing. Nick, wait, are you talking about the fine mesh tank top or the fishnet <laughs> tank top? Oh, wait, am I, am I wearing, did I pack the wrong one? Pack both now, just in what case. What is uh, accepted attire? At Eastern European nightclubs. <laughs> Not sure, man. You'll let us. You'll you'll experience. You'll that. have to let us know. Please do. All right. Coming up next, we get right back into the Chiefs. We talked about the offense there and what's fair for them, but how does this defense get to a point where you feel confident again? Is that even possible heading into the postseason? Next. There's Kelsey to the end zone. Cody and Gold brought to you by Gan Asphalt and Concrete for asphalt, concrete, and parking lot maintenance. Gan Asphalt and Concrete, one contractor, all things parking lot. Trusted in Kansas City since 1994. Online at gannasphalt.com. Don't miss the Chiefs' Red Half Hour every day at 11:30 on your official broadcast partner of the Chiefs, 610 Sports Radio. 
T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.